I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. Hello. Or welcome to the show for those first time listeners. Oh, how you doing, honey? What's with the big sigh? It's just a midday sigh. Are you just breathing? Just just big breath. Uh, Doing pretty well. I'm sitting in my new computer chair that I bought for myself because I have a desk set up in the basement. Yes. And I've been sitting on this hard, uncomfortable type chair for a long time. It's comfortable, but not for like if you sit at the computer for, you know, a couple hours, it can get uncomfortable. So, yeah, that's what's happening over here Amazing. with our new window that has been installed yeah, in our basement. We just got windows cut into our basement, extra ones, because I wanted more light. And I didn't even think that was a possibility until I was like, I was just sort of, you know, that was one of those, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if we could have more light in the basement. And Mike was like, they can cut windows into our foundation. I was like, what? So just a reminder to say what you want because you never know. The things you think aren't possible may very well just be way easier than you thought. Yeah. Not that I did it. No, I would but say. But like, I just thought it wasn't possible, which was it was just yeah. kind of cool. Cutting windows in the basement is not easy. It took like, the, you got the concrete cutter that comes here and then you got the construction guys that are, you know, the whole spank. But in Kate's mind, it was already done. So before anything, she's like, I want light and it's done. Anyway, so. we have quite a bit more light in the basement. It's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. So it's really nice out and it's really beautiful and nice here today. Okay. So a review, a listener shout Well, out. let's tell people what today's podcast oh, is about. Well, today's podcast, we are talking about our success habits. I personally love to know the behind the scenes of what other people do on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis to keep them on track. I'm just fascinated by other people's habits, especially the weirder ones. (laughs) And Amy Porterfield had me on her podcast with a couple of other of her entrepreneur friends talking about our morning routines. And if you listened to that episode, you'll hear that I was a little annoyed by the question because the whole conversation around morning routines in the entrepreneurial circle bugs me, largely because we have small children and I feel like the morning isn't always fully in my control. But I do think I listened to the episode. I listened to the other people on it. And I was like, this is actually really interesting. I just love to know what other people are doing because I'm kind of nosy. So I thought you might want to know some of the things that Mike and I do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and a monthly basis to keep us on track and bolster our success. And I really do think that these things are responsible for why we have a seven-figure business that works and a life that we love. Great. I really do. I think daily habits majorly, majorly matter because our lives are made up of our days. Mm -hmm. And if we want things to be different, we just have to change simple things, little changes, usually big results. I think, isn't there that new book that just Atomic Habits? Is that what it is? Everybody's talking about. I've literally like five people have told me about it. I have not read it, so... I feel like every year there's at least one book that comes out that says habit in the title and everybody talked. There was the power of habit. 
there was the one previously like which the, i read some of the yeah. charles duhigg one or? yeah i didn't have a good habit around that one it was yeah so it just it's like there is benefit and i would say it's, it's not necessarily a habit but it's like more of a routine that we create for ourselves there are habits. Right? think so what is the definition I of think, a habit i don't know but i think a habit is part of a routine well, let me, I got the computer here. Let's Google it and figure out what is the difference between a habit and a routine. To me, a habit is more like one step, whereas a routine is several steps. But we'll see. We'll see what it says. So we're going to go through after we do our listener shout out. And I'm going to share with you the things that just I do. Mike will share with you the things that just he does. Then we'll share our habits as a couple And I'm going to share a couple of my habits that are on the growing edge for me that are like new habits that I'm leaning into creating. Both a habit and routine refer to regular and repeated actions in our lives. A habit is an action we do often in a regular and repeated way. A routine is a regular way of doing things in a particular order. So a routine is made up of several habits. That's what I thought. Got it. So you have a bedtime routine and inside of that, you have a habit, which is brushing your teeth. Yes. Oh, I didn't put my dental hygiene habits on this list. Dude, but your I, bedtime routine is a whole thing. Yeah, I, I guess I could share about that. Yeah, it's, um, a whole, it's a whole deal. I will just start off by saying I'm a big flosser. I will actually skip washing my face before I'll skip flossing. So just you, start, your ability start. to floss... Right out on a with very regular basis is what encouraged me to floss on a regular basis. Yeah, I got my man flossing. We're big flossers over here. Penelope um, likes to floss. She does like to floss. Ruby has not started flossing. We've also been a little remiss on getting Ruby to brush her teeth, but we have just started. So that's good. But Ruby, I think Ruby will be fine. She's obsessed with toothbrushes. Yes, yeah, she likes to. Um, all right. So listener shout out before do... we get into <laughs> Daily this habits. is from Australia, which I think this is funny. It says, not living in Croatia, but I'm Croatian. <laughs> oh, all right. And this is Miss Maz Miller. And thank you, Miss Maz Miller. I'm in Australia rather than Croatia, but I'm very Croatian. So I figured I count. Love your podcast, informative <laughs> and entertaining all in one. That's sweet. That's you amazing. totally count. Everybody counts. Yep. We're awesome. just doing the international crowd. So we're going to go to New Zealand and see what we got there. So Dolly Parton, I think, has a podcast. That's what just came up when I was switching countries. So if anybody is in the Dolly Parton world. One of my favorite ever Dolly Parton movies is called Straight Talk, where she had a radio talk show. I don't know if anybody else saw that movie. It was a, a gem of the 90s. And we had the soundtrack growing up. And I absolutely loved the theme, the theme song. So if anyone cool. else is a, was a big straight talk fan, give me a shout out. Let That's me know. That's great. <laughs> okay. So I just went back to the United States to see if we had any more current. We do. So I'm just going to read those. Okay. One came in from Kate is... No, we're not going to read that. That is not nice at all. You should really review these before we start recording. Yeah. Oh, we've already talked about that. That was one from the old one. It's about the whole thing that we've talked about previously. So I should. Yeah. Next time I'll sit down and actually review them. I like it on the spot too, though. Anyway, let's dive into the content. Okay, great. So I'm going to go through some of my success habits just that I do personally, and then I'll let you talk about yours. So one of my new ones that I've been about a month, which I'm really proud of myself, it has been years 
that I have known that when I go to dance class, like everything is better in my life. But I have had tremendous resistance to going for like the last five years or so. I've been like wanting to make it a habit and I haven't done it. And I'm very proud of myself. A dance studio opened in my town in Maine. And I've been going two times a week, every single week, even if I don't feel like going and I'm having the best time ever. And sometimes it's just me and the teacher and I love her choreography and the whole thing. So my habit right now that I'm the most excited about is going to dance class every week, twice a week, but just once would be great too, but it just happens to be twice a week. And that's been amazing for my well-being, for my body. It's just like one of those things that doesn't necessarily have to do with anything in my life, but it makes everything better. So it is absolutely my happy place. So dance and movement, I would say four to five times a week are absolute habits of mine that make a huge difference for me. Body first, business second. Can I just say something before yes. I'm going to interject my dancing ability? No, just kidding. So last week, there was a lot of great feedback that people came or when this podcast is coming out. Last week, we recorded. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but last week, we recorded the podcast about planning for the end of yes. the year. And so we talked a lot about how we go about planning our business in life. And so that was on a bigger scope. So when you look at it from the year end review and looking back on the previous months, what we're sharing today is more about kind of on a week to week basis. But you also have to plan for these things as well, right? So you can't just wing the fact that, well, I want to go to dance class, like what Kate's sharing. I want to go to dance class and be like, oh, I'm just going to make it up, right? There's no, it's saying, hey, Thursday night, I'm going to dance class. Well, I'm going to talk about our habits that make sure that happens. Oh, yeah, great. So as we share how we actually make this happen, but it is something we have to plan for what we actually want to create in our business, but also for these habits to come true to help us. Yeah, you have to organize your time around it because if you just... Four years, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to dance class, but I didn't put it on the calendar. So it just would happen like, you know, maybe once every few months, mm -hmm. which is not a habit. No. That's a sporadic thing that you sometimes do. Another one that I've been doing since I was 12, like clockwork, are my daily vitamins and supplements. We are huge vitamin supplement people. That's actually how we met was through a supplement company and we take the products of that company. I take other products. I'm always switching up my routine. I'm always learning about new things, new protocols, new ways to optimize my health. I'm a huge believer in supplements. I'm sure we could do a whole episode on that. But every day, at least once a day, but usually several times a day, I've got different supplement things happening. I'm not going to get into what I take and for all the different things, except for to say that this time of year, vitamin D is so critical. I really used to struggle with seasonal affective disorder and anxiety this time of year in the darker days, the darker nights, and getting my vitamin D levels up to optimal helped tremendously. So if you struggle in that area, I really recommend getting your vitamin D levels checked. They need to be 50 nanograms per milliliter or more. And anything less than that is not optimal. And it actually increases your risk of breast cancer and all kinds of Everything. other things and just will help you feel it's called the sunshine vitamin because it helps you feel more sunshiny and also because when you are in the sun your body naturally creates vitamin d it's definitely uh for anybody that lives north of atlanta during this time of the year so that's pretty much the majority of the yeah. united states 
Get um, your vitamin Canada, D levels checked. You know, folks. Definitely Canada oh, is, uh, sure. is above Atlanta. Yes. So, yep. Okay. So, vitamins. Another thing that I do every single day is bulletproof coffee. So, I'm a huge fan of the bulletproof coffee. I do intermittent fasting and I love having my, my bulletproof coffee. Before bulletproof coffee, right now I'm doing sort of an unusual protocol because I'm doing this detox program through a company called Vision Nation, which was started by Sinclair Keneally, who was one of our 2019 Origin Incubator members. And so I've got way more things that I'm doing right now. But for a long time, I've been doing celery juice in the morning with Mike. He got on that program with his skin, and you can talk more about that in a minute. But I do celery juice, and then 30 minutes later... I do my bulletproof coffee and I put in there a scoop of collagen protein powder, a tablespoon of MCT oil, and a tablespoon of grass-fed butter, and I mix it up in the blender, and it's good to go. And then I don't eat until lunchtime. I also drink tons of water in the morning and all day long. Okay, another thing that's a habit that I make sure, well, actually, what I'm going to say now is how I make sure that these things happen. So on Sunday nights or Monday morning, I have a weekly planning ritual that I do. And it has several steps. And you can actually find out exactly what they are and get a download that will walk you through it, this process (laughs) through it (laughs) over at katenorthup.com forward slash list, you can just get a free download of the full weekly planning ritual. But basically, it entails looking at where I am in my cycle, what's going on with the moon, what are my top three priorities for the week, how do I feel, how do I want to feel, and basically what's already on the calendar, what's in our teamwork, which is our company's project management software. And and then I create a to-do list for the week, and I also write down the universe's to-do list. So I've been getting in the habit of writing the universe's to-do list down first. So I'm delegating to the universe before I'm even thinking about what I'm going to do. And what this is doing for me is it's helping me to lean into that greater web of support that's available to all of us on a cosmic or spiritual level. And that's been really helpful. And the and since I've been writing the universe's to-do list before my to-do list, it's been amazing the results. For example, I wrote down on the to-do list that I wanted my book edits that I was working on to happen easily and much more quickly than expected. And what I thought was going to take me two weeks took me about four hours. So I know that part of that was delegating to the universe. And same thing with our planner. We sold way more of them than I expected. And I think it's because I put it on the universe's to-do list. So that is a, the the weekly planning ritual is a spread within the new do less planner. And it's based on what I've been doing for several years now. Which is still available. It's still available over at katenorthup.com forward slash planner. So you pre-order yours and it'll arrive in early 2020. We've sold more than half of what's available. So definitely make sure you get yours because I do think, I think they're going to run out. They will definitely run out at the pace that we're... Somebody just bought four today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's fun. So how I do this is I look ahead at my week and I make sure there are several things on there. One of them is dance and movement. One of the things I've been doing lately, which is kind of a weird success (laughs) habit, is when I go to bed at night, I say to my body, if it would be better for me to have a workout in the morning, please wake me up at 530. If... What you really need is to sleep. And if that would be better for you, 
feel free to just sleep. And so I would say right now, four days out of the week, my body is waking me up at 5.30 and then the other days I'm sleeping. And it's working really well. So on those 5.30 days, I get up and do a workout. And then on the other ones, I don't. And I let my body choose. And that feels pretty, I honestly have to say, like, I feel like it's pretty genius. Now, granted, this is because Mike wakes up at like four in the morning. So I can sleep until like 6.15, 6.30 because he's Yeah, some people kids. might be like, what about the kids? Yeah. Some people might be yeah. wondering, you have small children, what's going on there? But I know I'm amazing. How can I say? You are amazing. I know. No, I'm really, really grateful every day. So if I choose to work out, I can do that. If I choose to sleep in a little bit and we're talking sleeping in the latest I sleep in is seven. Mm -hmm. But usually it's like 615, 630. Remember you used to sleep into like nine or 10. Yeah, that's when I was nursing Penelope several times. That was like, yeah. No, yeah. but even before the before we had kids. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Yeah, that's what I'm talking but about. But we also went to bed a lot later. That's true. Oh, We're yeah, gonna good get point. into our couple success yeah, good, habits yeah, in a minute point. and the sleep thing. Yeah, I was thinking um, about like, wow, what happened? You know, we've it's got because some, we used to go yeah. We used to like some, have nightlife and stuff. Oh yeah, we used to go places to and do go. things. <laughs> we were, we, we still were do. out. We're and still about. fun. We've still got it. Oh, I'm not I'm not sad about anything. Okay, so anyway, so I'm doing that, which is great, but I make sure that movement is in my calendar and in the Do Less Planner, there's actually a whole body first, business second spread for you on a weekly basis to plan your meals and movement. Because planning my meals, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this is a growing edge for me. This is still, I have not nailed this one, but I put it in the planner aspirationally. The movement piece I've nailed. (laughs) Um, And so I do that. And then I make sure I look at my calendar and I make sure that I've got some time on the calendar, at least one block of time with a friend, whether it's a walk, a coffee date, a tea date, something like a Skype date, just like I want to make sure I'm connecting with a friend every week because it just fills me up. And girlfriends are so important to me or guy friends. Really, there's just one guy friend who fits into that category. Mr. Noah Allen Levy. (laughs) So anyway, I don't really have other guy friends who like I would call. Anyway, do you, is that something you like to change or you're pretty good? No, like, I mean, I love the, you know, our man friends in the neighborhood and like the men who are married to my girlfriends, but I don't need to have men to call. Men friends. Yeah. No. If I want to talk to a man, I can talk to you. That's true. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can have guy friends. I'm not sitting here trying to control the situation. of no. I'm not, I'm not this jealous person. There's a no. lot of dudes that get all up. They get their uh, we, boxers we don't, and a wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the jealousy thing no, going I, in I should say their whitey tighties pulled a little bit tighter. Anyway, so my weekly planning ritual ensures that there's friend time and it ensures that there's dance and movement. And it also has begun to ensure that I'm not overscheduled because... I used to, and I, I fell into my old default a little bit earlier this fall, be just massively overscheduled. And having the ritual of looking at my calendar Sunday night or Monday morning has helped so much because I look and it's obvious if I'm overscheduled and if I need to reorganize some things. And I give myself full permission to cancel things, reschedule them, mm-hmm. and give myself the space I need because I used to operate under an illusion that someday in the future, there would be more space. 
but I didn't do anything to make that happen. And of course, that day never came. And so now I make sure that there's more space by giving myself more space because opportunities are never going to dry up. Opportunities to say yes, requests, it's never going to end. But I decided to claim my space now, even in busy seasons, because it occurred to me, I'm probably not ever going to be just suddenly in a not busy season. It's not going to happen by itself. I have to just decide to not be busy. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. Like these last couple of weeks, I have not felt busy. One of my girlfriends was like, gosh, you seem, you know, I can do this thing because blah, blah, blah. I can tell you've been really busy lately. And or or like seems like you've been, I know how busy you are, something like that. And I was like, actually, (laughs) I've been like sitting by the fire, reading a book. (laughs) I've been, Ruby and I took a bath this morning together. It was so fun. So anyway, those are. That's the 2020 Google Calendar feature. It's, they're going to give you more hours per week. (laughs) You'll see it. Here's the deal. The only way to get more hours in the week is to take back control of your time. Okay, so those... Did you want to boom there? Boom. Oh, I just I gestured oh. with my pen, but our podcast listeners couldn't see that. No. It was a silent boom. Silent boom. I was punctuating with my pen. Now, I also would like to just share... I'm going to share the things I'm leaning into and in moving forward for habits in a minute. But would you like to share some of your personal habits that you think make a huge difference for you? Sure. I mean, these are like some of the stuff changes, right? Based off this the, is a snapshot. Yeah, right. I honestly like one of the most enjoyable things I'm doing right now is riding my bike. But it's also one of the kind of I would say there's an element of stress around it, too. Because like it's weather dependent to a certain degree here in Maine. So I really have to look at the weather and plan out when that's good ride. And then I got to put it in the calendar and then I got to figure out what I'm going to ride in the calendar. So that's what it takes. Yeah. And so it, it adds a level of like, okay, when can I get in today? When can I go for a ride? And then, you know, like today I want to do a little bit of a longer ride. So like, when does that take place? Right. So, you know, stuff like that. But overall, it's very enjoyable when I'm out there. So that's what I used to work out a lot in the garage during the summer and then I got a bike and I've been riding a lot more, which has been very nice. I've really enjoyed that. And I know that time is slowly coming to an end due to, you know, we're going to have feats and feats of snow. We could replace the biking with cross-country skiing. Yeah, there could be other outdoor not sports. Not that it's the same thing. No, no, but... no, no. It's not the same. But it's just like being outside. I think that's the biggest piece is like getting into the woods. You're in the woods. You're outside. You're touching dirt. You know, it's like those type of things I think is very beneficial as we've moved into a technology society and being in cars, et cetera, we forget all about all that. And it's been very nice to to do that for myself. So that's been good. So working out, let's say, quote unquote, at this point, I'm choosing to ride a mountain bike more regularly. And that's pretty much been like four to five times a week. And if I can't get on the bike, you know, I do work out in the garage. And then we're I'm going to put a workout space in our basement. That's the unfinished area. So we can work out it in the has basement. New windows in the new window area. Oh, excellent light. Um, so th- I'll put that in there for the winter time. But our garage, we also have a heater in it, so it's pretty nice that if we wanted to heat it up, it's pretty nice little functionality. I am so grateful for a garage, people. I was like thinking about that the other day. I like roll my car out of the garage, and then there was ice and snow on the ground. I didn't have to clean anything off. You know, I haven't had a garage. Since my house, I lived in a house in North Carolina. I had a garage. I've never had a garage. But besides that, I'm grateful. And growing up, our garage was too full of stuff. So my parents never parked their Parked in the garage. garage. I am grateful for a garage. So if you're ever looking to build a house, 
put a garage in it. So working out, bike riding, and along with the working out piece, I really started to pay attention to my flexibility because I would be going to, let's say, CrossFit or doing workouts in the gym. So it's like working on my flexibility. So I downloaded this app called GoWad, I think. <laughs> it's called... This is... Yeah, it's GoWad. G-O-W-O-D. It's GoWad Mobility First. And for W-O-D, if you don't know, that means workout of the day. But you can... CrossFit acronym. Acronym, Yeah. But you can do, if you have certain types of, if you're going to do whatever your workout consists of, you can do a pre-warm-up and a post-warm-up. Why am I talking about this? Because when I stopped going to a gym on a regular basis, we would start working on the garage and we're like, what do we do for a warm-up? Right? Like when I'm working out, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to follow the thing on the piece of paper and then I'll do the stuff on the piece of paper. But like a lot of the programming that I would find for myself or workouts to do, there was no warm up for it. And I was like, this is strange. Yeah. And then we've been doing a lot of this workout through street parking, which we're big fans of. But the warm up is the same thing all the time, which is fine. But also it doesn't really incorporate any kind of mobility or flexibility into it. It's just getting your heart rate up. And it does do that. So I started, I came across this website called GoWad and they have you take a flexibility test and I scored 39 out of 100%. So that's not very good. Room to grow. Yeah. I will always, there's, I'm only going up people. I'm only going up. So if I go backwards, then I'm, then I'm like, I got to really change what I'm, my lifestyle. But at this point, it's my, like my overhead flexibility, my mobility, my, my legs, my, you know, a lot of, a lot, my whole body basically. But the biggest weakness was my overhead ability. So it's cool. It's, it, for 30 days. Is that like shoulder flexibility? Yeah. Like shoulder. Yeah. So if you do just put something over your head and try to squat down. Right. Let's just say you're doing yeah. something like that. Right. I like you unable, do. Yeah. All the time. Right. So if if you have to put a dumbbell over your head. Like and try when to I'm writing squat, blogs. Yeah. I just am you're holding things squatting. over my head while trying to squat. <laughs> I mean, you never know what will come out. So um, the, I'm talking about in your blog writing. So the. <laughs> it's. <laughs> But I wanted to say, which I will just say, when you said you never know what'll come out, I was like, probably toots. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious when Penelope or Ruby will like work out with us and then they do their squats and sometimes they just like end up tooting. It's so cute and they think it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, okay. But anyway, so I've been doing this. Oh, toots are so funny. They I mean, are. Oh, farting is hilarious. Think, it's so funny. If you are funny, you need to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, it is so funny. Like, you have farts well, it's that come out. particularly funny with the tiny, because Ruby's 19 yes. months old and her tiny little farts. And then she just thinks it's so funny. Like, <laughs> the look on her face. Or like your grandmother, you know, when you were a kid and you'd be sitting at the table and she's just in the kitchen tooting, you know, just fart after fart after like 20 in a row and nobody says anything and they just keep going like it's their day, you know, or when you get on a somehow, it, I notice it a lot when, because we've been, uh, you know, I've been eating foods, et cetera, like meat, not meat in different, t- 
eating, but the more meat I eat, the more I fart. I do mm. notice that. Yeah, that makes sense just from a, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, a, you know, you get to a thing and then you're on a streak. I don't know if, if you do this, Kate, but I definitely do this. Like you'll toot like two times when you're walking and you're like, how long can we go? <laughs> and then you're I like 10 not, steps in nope. and you're still letting toots out. This is yeah. not something I do. This is a dude thing, I guess. But anyway. Did you ever light your farts on fire growing up? Uh, we tried, yeah. After work. the, was that Dumb and Dumber? No, what movie was that? With know. Jim Carrey when they were lighting. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but that's not, they didn't invent it. Like my mom and her brothers used to do that no, in the no, 50s. No, they didn't invent it. But that's when it really became pub, pub you know, it's like when he was, <laughs> when Jim Carrey, was, yeah. So anyway. Okay. Okay, back to <laughs> farting. It's a success habit. You were, you were talking about mobility. Yeah, so back to the working out. So I, I've been doing a 22 minute kind of flexibility stretch and that's what this app says every morning and I just push play and I put on like a movie and I just, I'm in the basement and I'm stretching and then I just like watch the movie and I turn it off. And yeah. this is at like, you know, 5 a.m. approximately. Yeah. yeah. 430. Yeah. So it goes into like the morning routine piece. So I wake up and then I usually have pretty much like 24 to 32 ounces of water. I, the first thing I do is I brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, and then I go and drink pretty much an entire kind of mason jar size, 24 to 30 ounces of water immediately. I've noticed for myself. Like, do you chug it? Yeah. Okay. For the I chug it. If I feel like if I chug the first one and usually in like a 12 ounce glass or 60 ounce glass and then I'm like, okay, that I feel good on that. And then I'll just kind of sip the next one. But it goes pretty quick. And I've noticed when I wake up and just have water immediately, like I feel better. Oh, yeah. And so that's helpful. And then I'll go read a little bit. So that's a success habit I really like. I like reading books and yep, not reading social media or Instagram posts. It's reading actual physical books. And that's what works for me. I like to just hold the book and read for 20, 30 minutes or so kind of in the morning. And usually I'm by myself for the most part, which is nice. It allows me to wake up and then I'll go do the mobility work. So I do that in the basement. And then around that time, Ruby starts making noise. That's usually 520 in the morning or so. So sometimes I can get her to go back to sleep. Other times I can't. And so that is kind of my morning success routine that I like. So with the working out piece, and then usually the working out happens throughout the day at some point. So that's for myself. Morning water to do. Just looking at my list. It looks like I put karate on here. <laughs> but I don't uh, do karate. Are you doing that in secret? No, I'm not. Oh There's no karate happening. Karate practice. But Okay, so can I talk about the ones that we do yeah, together. together? Oh, playing with our kids. Like, I like that. That's my success habit for myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So sleep. I really have to put this up front. Somebody actually asked us to record an episode about our sleep routine with the kids. We are probably not going to record a whole episode on that, but I'm going to give it to you right now. I am completely inflexible about bedtime. I am one of those parents. I am now too. Where I just, it is like set in stone. I will let it go about 15 minutes later, possibly 30, but no later. I am somebody who I really went off the deep end in terms of sleep and control when Penelope was about three months old, and I really took a trip to the dark side in terms of control. However, the beauty that came of that was a commitment to routine around her sleep that several years later, you said to me, <laughs> do you remember what you said? Yeah, I said, I, well... I think it was also harder because you went to 
the dark side when it came to sleep and you know i became a baby sleep fundamentalist like it was because i was coping with a tremendous amount of postpartum anxiety and i did not realize yeah. it at that yeah, time Kate, um, this was a coping mechanism however you you do you remember the hotel room i don't want to talk about it oh. <laughs> i wrote a chapter about it in my book one of the experiments, I don't remember which chapter, but it's like the surrender experiment. So if you want to know what Mike's talking about, get yourself a copy of Do Less and read the experiment on surrender and you will hear the story. Mm -hmm. It was one of my worst mothering moments. Yeah, I feel like because it for me, it went that it was like that dark. So I thought that's how we had to behave almost to have our kids sleep where I was kind of a little bit more like loosey goosey around it. And I said, I, I don't know the exact words, but I just know like, I am so grateful that there was an element of hitting the crazy town train a little bit because it did pay off. It, it paid off greatly for the way Ruby and Penelope are now. And it makes our life far much easier because it's also created a routine for us around it. Our kids go to bed. We start the process around 630 and they are in bed and we are downstairs by 7, 715 at the latest. 715 at the latest. At the latest. And that gives Mike and I basically a full two hours to ourselves. Yep. And I am going to be sticking with this as long as you And they sleep possible. through the night. They both sleep through the night. Penelope started sleeping through the night at 20 months old. We had tried various things. It was really rough with her. Ruby started sleeping through the night at five and a half months old because I sleep trained her using a system from this woman taking care of babies on Instagram. I did the ABCs of sleep and Ruby like I night weaned her and she she was like one night was like Meh. like that was the yeah. amount of crying. <laughs> so that was I mean, she's just a very different type of yeah. kid. Like it was no big deal. And thank God that I did that. I really had to be in my bonnet about it. And I promised Mike, I said, I will not go down the crazy trail on this. I just I am going to get her sleeping through the night because she had gone from sleeping like nine hours a night or in a row at night to all of a sudden she was waking up like four times a night and I was I was losing it. And then little did I know that a couple of weeks later you were going to get extremely ill mm -hmm. and I was going to be solo parenting and running our company by myself with our team, obviously. Right. And I'm so grateful. I, that was my intuition just piping up being like, you got to get this baby to sleep because had I been waking up four times a night during that period, I would not have made it. But I was sleeping through the night and I was really grateful. So um, we anyway. are we are not sleep experts when it comes to baby sleep. So no, no, we just only a disclaimer, have the two kids. We have the two kids. We don't know what your child's like. Yep. And there's probably people cussing us out right now. But it's like we are not experts here. This yep. is what worked for us. And none of these habits are coming from a place of being experts on anything or, other than what yes, works for us. Right. You and do. Not, you do. Yes. You. But the one thing I will say about kids. Put them to bed earlier. Is 99% of the time from all the material I've read on this and all the stuff that we've done with all the sleep stuff is they are most likely overtired a lot of times, especially today's it's, because it's also hard because like with parents, like we just had a conversation about this last night. It's like the kid doesn't get home from till six o'clock at night and then they want to see the kid and then it goes down a little bit hard. later, you know, but we so with when our the way Kate and I looked at it is I would we would rather there's an element of us sacrificing what we desire to do to have our oh, kids go to bed earlier totally. 
And that is a choice we've decided to make. And that's the best for what we would like to do. And in the end, to me, I think it's going to, it's like a short term loss for a long term gain. Except the for the fact that anytime we have decided to throw our sleep rules to the wayside oh, and just stay disaster. out, our kids become terrors. Like it's awful. There's so much crying and drama. It is never worth staying out later. So we are always the people who leave early and everyone knows it and it's just who we are. So. Which is fun. Okay. So that's kids sleep stuff. We also, it's extremely rare that we ever let our kids sleep with us, which is like a whole other thing. I totally thought I was going to be one of those attachment co-sleeping moms. And, and so I really, think that's a great way to go if that's what works for your family. However, when Penelope was like five weeks old, she'd been sleeping in a little bassinet by our bed. And then I couldn't take it with the grunting anymore, the newborn grunting and all the noises. So she was in her own room from then on. And Ruby was in her own room at like five and a half months when I sleep trained her. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if somebody and has that a, works well for us. Yep. What happened when we were doing a little sleep training is that Kate would kind of stay in her room or our room and i would take you know it's like if the baby was waking up i would go in there so then right, when we were night waiting because you were breastfeeding so you know just that process that the person breastfeeding isn't showing up because then the baby thinks you're getting milk so yes yeah, that's what worked for us okay so that's kids in sleep and then let's talk about are we talking about our sleep i'm talking about our sleep which is that mike and i are in bed really last night was 9 40 which was pretty late for us usually we're in bed by 9 30 often closer to nine, sometimes 8.45. And sometimes I, I fall asleep at seven. Love a good so. 8.45 night. But we go to bed really early. We have a rule of no phones in the bedroom. Our phones get plugged in downstairs. So we are not sitting in bed scrolling our phones. It's not like we're sitting in bed talking either because we're tired. But, go to sleep. Um, but we just go to sleep. Other couple habits, date night when we sit down. So every Monday morning, Mike and I sit down and we have a scheduling meeting. Sometimes Sunday night, but usually Monday morning, where we verbally, we've talked about this on the podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you've already heard us talk about it. But I will tell you, if you take nothing else from this podcast, floss, put your kids to bed earlier and have a weekly business meeting with your partner. It will change everything. And I know a lot of people who say, yeah, we've been meaning to do it, but we just, we just, we put aside the time and then we just don't do it. I am telling you. This will solve so many issues in your family, in your partnership, in your life. If you just sit down once a week, it takes Mike and I maybe 15 minutes and we verbally walk through the calendar together. What's happening? What's coming up? Who needs to be doing what? Where do we need support? It prevents so much drama. Like yep. we a have, shared Google calendar and these oh, meetings it's everything. will solve it so much. It is everything. So I'm such a diehard on this one. So our weekly scheduling meeting or business meeting, whatever you would want to call it, is really helpful because usually during that meeting, I'll also look at the calendar and be like, oh, we don't have a date night on the calendar. Mike and I don't have a standing date night. Some people do. That's great. We just don't. So usually a lot of times we'll have tickets for something or we already had plans with a couple friend or whatever. But if we don't, I'll say, well, let's get a babysitter and let's go out. So this weekend, I'm really excited. We're going to go see a dance show. We just saw the Kingdom Choir two weeks ago. Oh, my goodness, people. They were the ones who sang at Meghan Markle and Harry's Prince Harry's wedding. 
Yeah. Um, we might have, did we talk about that last week? I don't know. But no, phenomenal. because it's, uh, it's just download the CD, the Kingdom Choir, watch some YouTube videos. We've been it, doing a lot of gospel. The kids love it. They do. The, it's just like it creates nice little peaceful. I cry every time I hear one song. Which one? Fix You. It's the Coldplay song, but the way they do it, they it do. just like hits your... I cried in the... I remember sitting there. I'm just like, oh, this is so amazing. It is. Fix you. It's so, so amazing. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah. So That's I'm like... the song I fell asleep during. <laughs> no, you fell asleep on my shoulder. And um, then during the Jesus one. Yeah, the Jesus one. Which was so beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It's I was just, just really so, tired. Oh my God, I can't... What's the What's the book? Oh, that yeah, we can't talk about that upstairs. We'll talk about that later. I literally but, have no idea what you're yeah, talking about. It's upstairs on our kitchen table, but it's a gift for somebody and I don't oh, want them to listen oh, to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So date night, every week we do a money love date. Incredibly important. It's every, now we've just moved it to Friday morning. It used to be Friday at lunchtime. Now it's Friday morning. Mike and I go through and look at our YNAB and use our profit first system in, that incorporates the money love principles. That's like a whole other topic. But for those of you who are in the Money Love course, you know what the Money Love Date is. I also talk about it in my book, Money, a Love Story. Ours has evolved over time, but that's what we do during that. And then we also... What's it going to, by the way, people? Of course. You know, these like, things are always going to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So those are our sort of our couple mm-hmm. rituals. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say for me is... And you do the same thing. I have a mom's one line a day journal Mm -hmm. that was given to me when Penelope was born. And I write one line a day. And then I got one for when Ruby was born. I write one little memory or moment or something about each girl in those books every day. And I've done that since Penelope was born. I missed the first few days of her life because I was hanging on by a thread. But after that, it's filled in. Well, I missed the first so I like two years of Penelope. Five, five years of memories of Penelope every day. And it's really sweet. Each day I flip the page and I read yeah. back the last four years, like what was happening on that day. And it's just, you know, like time passes fast if we don't slow it down. And that little book at the end of the day is my way of slowing it down. Oh, that's cute. I like that they make myself cry. yeah they have a they have a blank like one line a day journal they don't have a dad one but um we should probably produce that well we i'm sure we can just have the company produce it yeah but yeah so i just use the blank one for both i fill it out it's for the just kids. the one line a day journal yeah that's yeah. what it's called it's green and you have one for ruby and one for penelope i do mm-hmm. yeah and then i've been filling that but really i started you started like a year ago it was yeah it was after it was before ruby was born i actually started documenting before before ruby was born so like i have i heard you know i felt you kick in your mom's stomach you know thing or something like that's what i put that's fun yeah so okay now i want to say a few things that are my growth edge habits that i'm working on incorporating regularly that are like semi-regular but i could do better Oh, I didn't know you're doing growth edge. I'm doing growth edge because, you know, I just think that it's, oh, the other thing we do as a couple, which I forgot to say, is at the end of the night, Mike and I, last thing before we go to bed, we say three things we're each grateful for. We've been doing that for many, many years and Mm. we text it to each other if we're not together. Um, And And a lot of times we'll watch a show at the end of the night. Let's talk about our favorite shows. Oh, So we just finished Pose. So I'm going to put an asterisk here at the end of the evening. Right. Or like, because there has to be, as well as doing all of these things that we do together in business, there also has to be like really, let's say intimate time that we have as a couple as well. So that also can be planned in people's lives. It can be spontaneous, but I feel like that's a place in a lot of these conversations that are left out. And 
what your desires are as a couple and for us that we talk about these things. And so it needs to be put in there as well. So if like, if the only time you have as a couple to get is at the end of the night, right? It's like in all you're we're doing is watching shows and it's like it affects the marriage or the partnership that people exist in or whether it's like, let's say you're alone time with your partners in the morning. Like you have to, there's also this piece because especially as, you know, it's much different dating someone when you first meet them, what that dynamic is like. And then before we had kids, what that dynamic is like. But as our relationship and partnership has evolved, we also have to create intimacy for ourselves as a couple to keep it together if that's what we both desire, right? And there's a lot of different ways to have a relationship, but at least that's what we have discussed for ourselves. I love that point. For us, we spend a lot of time together. And so I've thought about this, right? Because other people talk about, you know, watching TV at the end of the day isn't like a great use of time or whatever. And you need to really connect instead. The truth is Mike and I often have lunch together. We spend time in the morning. We'll often decide to go drop the girls off at daycare together or go pick them up together. I don't know why, but that is like my favorite thing when we decide to go together. It's just like, I just really love it. I love it. Like at 430, the day is done. You and I sit in the car. We just connect. We don't even really have to talk. And then like we go get the girls and we come home as a family. It just makes me really happy. So <laughs> so Mike and I have an unusual scenario in that like we're really up to date on what's going on with the other person. So snuggling on the couch for 45 yep. minutes at the end of the day is not replacing Correct. our time to talk and connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I really would love to talk about our favorite shows. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so well, did, especially thought- this time of year, like is we'll go through phases where instead of watching a show, we'll actually go through a course like we did yep. that with the product launch formula, some of that stuff. And we'll go through periods of time where we don't watch a show as much because it's light out and we're like talking to the neighbors yeah, like outside, or yep. having kombucha on our porch or right whatever. now it's dark at like four. It's dark at four freaking like I'm tired. I want to be on the couch. Yeah. So this is seasonal living folks. <laughs> my, I, we pick up the girls at daycare right now and like 430, right? We come Pitch home. Black. I'm in my pajamas at five. No, totally. I am like ready. Ruby's rubbing her eyes at 530. <laughs> yeah. like, if we put the girls to bed at six, I feel like they would go to bed at six, but then they'd get up at like four. Okay. So we've just finished Pose on FX. Highly, highly, highly recommend this show. It's about the ballroom culture in the 80s in New York City and the AIDS crisis and what it was like to be a transgender person at that time and a person of color. It's an incredibly important show, heartbreaking, hilarious, beautiful, just wonderful, wonderful show. So that one we love. If we're really tired and we really just want to go to bed, we watch an episode of Blackish. Which yeah, we it's love. 30 minutes. It's actually less. It's like 22 well, it's minutes. 20, yeah, because it's on TV. Because so there's commercials. no commercials. I what? think it's it's valuable to have long form content to watch and then short form content to watch. Yes, because some nights we just don't have it in us to watch a 45 minute show. No. And Pose is a little longer. Pose is closer well, to an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Also, This Is Us. Love. Phenomenal. I'm obsessed with that show. Uh-huh. I wish it was on every day. Queer Eye, we have not dove into the Japan, the Japan season because we were deep into Pose. We loved The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We, what else have we really loved? Those are the, Those are been the, the latest ones. things. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're really behind on Blackish, like a season. So we're catching up. But yeah, that's like. There are some other ones that, you know, like everyone was super obsessed with that show. Oh, about the, the woman who was like couldn't 
Well, we've together. tried like working mom. You didn't really I like could, that. Well, it was just like disturbingly like, close to home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to watch my life on TV. It's traumatizing. No, there was. I mean, I like. Uh, so. And you, also, to be honest, like I get it's hard for me to watch shows about really, self-destructive women. Yes. It's very painful. It it's was. very disturbing to me. And I understand that it's real. And I love like I, you know, I love redemption stories. I love reading memoirs about you know, women in their journey to like stop being self-destructive, but it's just like not the way I want to watch shows that, that are educational, but also make me feel uplifted. And like a lot of the television that everyone else is obsessed with is really depressing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like uh, the Jack Ryan season. So like I watch some things that are by myself, like when Kate's gone or traveling, a lot of things that she won't watch. So, so apparently one of our success habits is television. <laughs> yeah, television. Lots of TV people. But no. you know, like everyone else, I just also want to say yeah. there's no one right no. way to do things because every, you know, so many people who talk about success habits will be like, throw away your TV. And if you want to be right. successful, you know, da, 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 da. I literally look forward to snuggling on the couch with mm -hmm. you watching a show. It's nice. Every day. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite parts yeah. of the day. And Kate is also not a binger when it comes to TV. Oh, no. One so episode. So I could totally binge out and which I have. But it's with her. It's like one episode. Let's let, we're going to bed. Well, so it's sleepy. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> habit to. So a success habit when it comes to shows Less binging is better. It's like a savoring. Yes, it is. And right now, I some nights, if I'm still hungry, I'm eating all vegetables right now. This is not necessarily going to be like a forever thing. But right now, I'm only eating vegetables and fruit and fruit and nuts. I mean, and nuts and seeds. And sometimes at the end of the night, I'm still hungry because sometimes I can't quite get enough Vulcan. So my other habit right now, I don't know that it's a success habit, but it's a joyful habit is having a little bowl of macadamia nuts and pomegranate seeds and grapes and blueberries. And that's like my little squirrel snack bag. <laughs> and I do that at the end of the night while we're watching a show. <laughs> what else we got over there, squirrel? Okay. My growth growing into habits. Speaking of which, a growth edge for me is to stop eating earlier before bed. Mm. But I'm I'm playing with the window. So like if I stop eating at 7, I get hungry way earlier in the day the next day. But if I stop eating at 8, I don't know. Like I'm trying to kind of like work on the timing because sometimes I'm just literally so hungry still at 8. And so I don't want to not eat if I'm hungry. Anyway, so a growth yeah. edge for me I figured is out. around the timing with the intermittent fasting and when works for me to stop eating at the end of the night and to start eating. Because usually I'll start eating at like 12 or 1230 the next day. And I try to have a 14 to 16 hour window in there. If anyway. you happen to be like a nutrition consultant or something, I would love to chat with somebody about what would be optimal for my system. Okay. Like when to... So reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to have... Because it's like, it's something I've been all over the place with, honestly. Because I also wake up really early. So, how does that fit into everything? Yeah. Versus, and then like eating regular times, I feel like doesn't work so much. That's a growth thing for me too. Like, would my actual Food lunch... Timing. Yeah. Would like my lunch be more at like 10 a.m. Right. Instead of it's eating at like... Because a lot of times... But then by noon, like I have a headache and like it's just weird. Like different things have gone on. So... It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a thing that I would love if, so there's an expert out there, okay. a performance nutrition 
expert. Another growth habit for me is keeping my phone in the drawer while I'm working because I'll find myself like Mm. if I get stuck on something or if I'm switching from task to task, I like literally without even knowing I'm doing it, I'm scrolling Instagram. Yeah. And this is not a success habit. And so I actually realized that you can put a timer on Instagram. Did you know this? Well, no, I did so, not, yes. but I know about so the if, Freedom app. So No, this is right in Instagram. So if you go to your Instagram and you know those little lines in the upper right-hand corner that yep. are like where your profile is, whatever. There's one that says oh, three, activity. Yep. So you go to your profile, you click on the three three lines. Mm-hmm. And then you want go on the one that says activity. And you can set yourself a timer. So I have set myself a timer for 30 minutes because there is no reason that I need to be on Instagram for more than 30 minutes a day. Any more than that, I can no longer justify that I'm doing that to grow our business. (laughs) So cool. I have set myself a limit for 30 minutes and I'll, I'll happily just for public accountability, I will happily keep the podcast folks updated on how that's going. Yeah, because so right a new now, success habit. I am averaging 43 minutes on Instagram. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's crazy, but I think like for me, I know that 30 minutes is a reasonable amount to respond to DMs, do my posts, respond to comments, and that's good. Meditation. So I meditate like a few times a week, and I would love it if that became a bit more habitual, like ev- maybe like every day. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to even say, do you see? I got a little slippery there. I was like, eh, every day. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Anyway, anyway, I have growth habit. Yep. Another growth edge from this Vision Nation reset program that I'm doing is rebounding two times a day for 10 minutes. So far, so good. But I'm only a couple of days in, so I can't call it a success habit right now. I just love the way it makes me feel. So I actually moved our rebounder into my office. I did that this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you do 10 minutes? I did. It feels good. So I just like listen to a podcast and bounce. Or the other day I bounced with our girls and they loved it. This morning I bounced with Ruby, but she ended up on my computer just pressing all the buttons on my It's funny. She like climbs in Kate's computer chair and sits at the computer like she's working. It's a tiny baby in this giant chair. She loves it so much. And then the last growth edge for me is I used to be, so the do less planner came from a daily journaling practice that I was doing where I was checking in about where the moon was and my cyclical energy in regards to my cycle at the end of the day that I started that in November of 2016. And that became this whole planner system that is based on cyclical living and the female biology and feminine energy and using it as our superpower, which is the whole do less planner. But one of the elements is the daily energy tracker. And I have recently completely revamped it. Our origin ladies all have access now to the brand new and improved daily energy tracker. But I have to say, I have yet to get in the habit of using it because I'm still waiting for my planner. (laughs) So new growth edge for me, certainly as soon as my do less planner arrives, I'm going to be getting back in the habit of doing the daily energy tracker. I'm super excited. It's gorgeous. Our designer, Jean, really knocked herself out with the design. And so I'm excited about that because I also created a trends tracker. So to aggregate all of the data from the daily energy tracker and be able to chart the trends of my energy over a year visually using color coding. Um, Wow. I know you don't even know what's been happening. I don't. You do not even know. So that's exciting. Yeah. So that's one of my growth edge ones. Do you have any growth edge ones, honey, that you want to share other than the food timing? I would say it's the same with not Instagram for me, but like YouTube. So that's a growth edge for myself. I When I set the Freedom app on my computer, so the Freedom app, what it is, is you can block sites. So 
if you happen to be somebody that scrolls news sites and all this stuff, you can just say, I don't want to access any of these sites between eight to five or something, or set it for an hour. Like I'm going to work for an hour. I don't want it to even access the internet, et cetera. So as long as I remember to set that, because that's what happens to me as I end up on YouTube, the same way you talked about ending up on Instagram. That is so funny. I'm just outing myself right now. It's just funny. Our different, ver- you know, yes. like everyone's we, got their thing. It's just that thing. it's different for yep. everybody. So that's the big thing. The growth, which also this, it's more like delegation in our business can be very beneficial for me because that is something we've just brought on a new person who's helping us with mainly project management at her role at this point. And that is vastly improving our system that we've been able to set up. So it's allowing me a lot of outstanding things are getting completed now that have been outstanding for some of them since February. So that is getting done much sooner. And I know the more that I am releasing the thought that I need to do all of these things or be a part of it, the better I will be. And I I think for me, it's organizing like a dude's trip. It's something I've talked about for a, a few years now. So would that be like an annual habit? Let's start one time, see how it goes. I'm using that via uh, Rachel Rogers that was just on the Maven Masterclass for Origin that I was listening to the episode. And she talked about like, let's start with one and see how it goes. But it would be something where it's like a bunch of guys, like let's say five, just get together and go, whether it's hiking or mountain biking or just do something together in the form of just like hanging out with other dudes. So that's a big thing I've talked about for a long time because I work really well with spontaneity and just be like, hey, let's go do this. Nobody else works that way that I've found in my life. Well, they have jobs. Yeah, I know that. No, I know every they have lives, right? So it's for me, that has been a big thing to be like, oh, if I want this, I need to plan it. And I haven't found anybody yet in my life that can be that is super as flexible as I am. Spontaneous. Yeah, and spontaneous to just be like, let's go. I'm not spontaneous like you are either. Like, I think like when you're just like, like in the morning, I'll be like, what are you doing? And, you're like, da, 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 da. and then in the afternoon, it's like, how, how was your day? Would you? Oh, well, I just went to lunch with Marcus. And I'm like, just ran like spontaneously in the middle. Like I would almost never go to lunch spontaneously in the middle of the day with a girlfriend because I have things I already planned. So it's right. just, you know, you're very different that way. Well, my schedule is also a little bit more like my calendar is not as booked as yours yeah. because you're doing a lot more interviews, et cetera. So and then also it's like. I would say the other growth thing is really sticking to because one thing is it's great to like hang out with our kids in the morning and and do those type of things. But I would like to be a little bit more like you in the morning. So I don't think I've ever said this, but now I'm going to say it. I feel like when (laughs) when you wake up in the morning, you are very clear to take care of yourself when you like get your coffee and get your water and you get your workout in. And I'm like, like I do that early in the morning. But then as soon as the kids wake up, I'm like, okay, pack lunches. Let's get them breakfast. Let's get the, the routine. And I think there's a probably a crutch like because, you know, I'm already up doing it that you are just... I do the same thing when you're not home, by the way. You take care of yourself first. Yeah. yeah see, and I think, which I do that already, but I, I feel... I mean, I do it at the same time as making sure the girls right. get their breakfast. So, and I think for me, it's to take a little bit more of that type of attitude for myself, like... 
Cause I work really well from 4am to like nine. Like I can, uh, the amount of things I get done. If I, if I just go to the office, when I wake up, I do my stretching. I do my stuff in like the brief things that I talk about in the morning, go to the office and say five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Nobody else is there. There's no distractions. Nobody else is up. It is my prime time. And I can just blow through things in like three hours. And it's a thing that I have to make sure that I'm asking for that. That would be very beneficial to our lives that for myself, for myself. So to, to stick with that and cause that I've done it a few times, but I haven't stuck to it. And I think it would you be very, to bring it up during our weekly schedule. I meeting. know. And so it'd be very beneficial for me to have that as a growth edge in the life. So amazing. So we are not saying you need to do all these things. These are the things we do that we credit having a life in a business we love with. If one of them inspired you, try it out. Let us know. We would also love to know what are your success habits because I'm fascinated by what other people do. People are weird. We are quirky. And we very rarely realize how weird our stuff is until like we, you know, because like it's just not weird, but, you know, different. We all do things really differently. There is no one way to do it. However, What I do believe is universal is that our habits are what makes or breaks our well-being financially, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's all about the habits. And you just have to find the ones that work for you in this particular season of life. And what's required is just to try stuff out. So choose from our menu if you would like. Choose from a different menu. But this is what we've got for you. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great successful habits day. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> Bye. Don't call yourself stupid. Oh, sorry. That's okay. not a success habit. That was an excess habit. Sorry. Thanks for that listening. Was amazing. <laughs> the way you spend your days turns out to be what your life ends up being. If you want to live a life that you absolutely love, one of the most powerful and important things you need to be doing is planning your week. I created a free weekly do less planner for you based on the planning ritual that I've been doing for the past three years that has helped us to massively increase our revenue while working less and having less stress. So head over to katenorthup.com forward slash list to get your weekly do less planner for free. katenorthup.com forward slash list.